0: I could, like, wear a boa. You could call me Dick Eisen or something like that. I could come up with a persona. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And Dangerous, Dick Eisen. What do you, you know, what do you think? I'm shooting my shot. I'm going YOLO right here with Stephanie McMahon. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You do sound like my 14-year-old daughter, though, YOLO. Today's gasps from AMC's Better Call Saul. Actor Giancarlo Esposito, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh, Nebraska offensive lineman Cam Jurgens, and
1: now it's Rich Eisen. Thank
0: you so very much. I really appreciate that. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I'm, 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 I'm offering appreciation to uh, to our announcer. Um, that's just the way we're rolling here these days. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Thrilled that you're here with us. 844 204 Rich is the number to dial here on a busy. Friday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Right in the middle of this program, right in the middle of this program, Tiger Woods is going to be teeing off on his second round of the Masters, and he's under—he's got a red number. He's got a red number next to
1: Rich, not only does he have a red number, yes, he's top ten, tied for 10. Uh, I mean, that's Woods. just
0: the way we go uh, these days. This is this is this is giving the people what they want. That's uh, essentially what what the golf gods did yesterday, and we'll just see how. He recovered um, chomping, ch- chomping Motrin, everybody. That's, that's, <laughs> that's I wrote that one. That's down. Chomping, yeah, that's chomping right. Motrin. That's what he's probably doing <laughs> best he can. Um, so uh, round two of the Masters looks like a beautiful day at Augusta right now. By the way, you have to you, you did, have you to lower, lower your voice. Oscar. You have to yeah, lower your to voice lower. Yeah, whenever right. you say at Augusta. You can't say what a day at Augusta. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: what a day <laughs> at Augusta. <laughs> It's a tr- tradition unlike any other. And see, it, it, you, normally you need to bring energy to the top of a show, like, hey, Chris Brockman, how are you today? Hey, Rich, great to see you, man. Or, it's Friday. Or, mas- it's Masters Friday. It's Masters Friday. Chris Brockman, how are you today? I'm great. I shortchanged Tiger. He's tied for ninth. Jay Fally is here, hey. as uh, DJ Mikey D, as in D's nuts, is not here today. <laughs> See, it's just, it's a different way. It's great. Uh, How are you, TJ Jefferson? Light the candle, sir. Light the candle. Well, first things first, this candle smells like Froot Loops, and
2: you're saying the golf gods are fans of the OJs if they're going to give the people what they want. Did you get
0: that candle from Goop?
2: (laughs) I did not. (laughs) This is how Woods Creek candles get familiar, you know, and it smells like Froot Loops, yes. Okay. (laughs) Goop.
0: I've always wanted to ask you that. (laughs) Now you did. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Dreams come true. (laughs) Okay. Plus, I got a Dusty Rhodes t-shirt on today. Did I just today. go KG on. on him about his candle yeah, in a right. way, too? And the Mets won last night. Oh, DJ's wow. having a good day. Yeah. Yes, Five Yankees. One. Red Sox going to play today. Yeah, second <laughs> second day of the season. It's great. Um, <laughs> good weekend. And, Come on and, and Giancarlo Esposito is here. And he's first up. Like, he's literally like, coming he's out here in 17 like, he's minutes. he's already time. here. Better Call Saul is coming oh, back. Thank God. And the final season split up into two parts. We're getting the first. We're going to have our beak wet a little bit, starting uh, on April eighteenth on AMC, and then um, then we're going to get uh, the final episodes coming this summer. Can't wait! It's truly my favorite show on television when it's, you know, when it's on. Been waiting for quite some time. Been a while. And um, so the uh, companion piece to. Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul is back, and Giancarlo Esposito is here. He's also, by the way, for those, uh, for those who watch The Mandalorian, which means pretty much everybody except for a couple of you guys here in this room, yeah. you're the outliers, I'm, I'm the uh, he, one, plays, he plays the evil Moff Gideon. All right. I mean, when Star Wars reaches out to you say, "Hey, you know, we need a Darth Vader-type presence on this Sweet. show, <laughs> would you like to do it? I, I assume the answer is yes. You had me at hello, right, yeah. if you're an actor <laughs> of Giancarlo Esposito's stature? He was also,
2: uh bugging out and doing the right thing and uh, being Big Brother Almighty. Absolutely. But that might be too far back for some. Not know
0: at know all. Not at all. Not at all. So he'll be coming out here shortly. John Harbaugh, hour two. How about hey, them apples? You know. um, he's signed a long-term contract. He's, he's re-signed there. Quarterback's still saying what? Like, I'll get around mm-hmm. to it? I know you want to pay me nine figures, but I'll get around <laughs> I'll get to, get it. to it. Very rare. <laughs> Very, very <laughs> so
2: rare. Weird. And then uh, Rich, one of the quicker, you can ask coach about like maybe his overtime scenarios.
0: Absolutely. And situ- you have to, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're 0, for one. you're
1: 0 for 1 on the coach's overtime. Well, I mean, <laughs>
0: I don't know. I just think Mike Vrabel yesterday was just irritated by how long my <laughs> windup was on the questions. <laughs>
1: He's never, You're going to get around to it, Rich. He's never seen one of your interviews. You
0: know. no, he's been interviewed by me. He has been as he came back. He knows how I, I'm i sometimes ponderous.
2: Rich, you are sports Emmy, Emmy nominated. Yes. So it happens. You yes. know. Back off, coach.
0: You I already know. won your award. I'm trying to win my first. I'm like Susan Friggin Lucci over here. <laughs> it's my sixth nomination for best studio host. Right? Congratulations. Thank name. you. It is an honor to be nominated. <laughs> it is. It really is. As to... As,
2: and, and, this, show been been yes. and yeah. this show has been nominated, yes. Yeah. And this show has been nominated as well. Yeah. All
0: right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the prospects that doesn't really get talked about very much, certainly an offensive lineman, Cam Jurgens, is on this program. Uh, one of the many reasons why we're having him on is I just love his name. Jurgens. He's got soft hands. And <laughs> you uh, shook him? You're, you're and, shaking you, no, his hands. I should say. Jergens. You oh, get the, no, the uh,
1: lotion. I mean, come on.
0: Um, stick
1: with me. <laughs> I'm going to shut up for the it's rest Friday. of It's Friday. Work with us.
0: Um, and, and plus, he's also his nickname is Beef. Beef Jurgens. <laughs> And he's got his own line of beef jerky, and I just can't wait to talk to him about it. That's a, that's
1: we got to get some jerky, right? From
0: Nebraska. And also, if you see, you see his pro day video where he's just hopping around like Frogger. Did you see that? It's just weird. I'm just glad he's healthy after that workout. He's joining us in hour three. Mike Florio as well. And one of the things to bring up with John Harbaugh, Florio with a fantastic post on, on saying that an onside, remember we had a caller talk about the new overtime rules Mm -hmm. that an onside kick. Um, if you get the ball and you onside kick it and you recover it, can you now just get a field goal to win it? Especially even if you onside kick it and don't get it, and you already know you're getting the ball back to match whatever's happening, right. obviously you're putting your defense at a disadvantage by giving just half the field to the offense. Um, and then if you score the touchdown, do you go for the onside kick there and figure out, okay, if we score a touchdown, I'll go for an onside kick here, I recover, game's over. Right. Um, and if I don't, all I got to do is just play defense. It um, doesn't matter. I, I know I'm giving him a short field, but once you get in the red zone, you got four shots. That's it. Do you do that? John Harbaugh, as you know, has a background. His specialty, he came from being a special teams coach. So lots to talk about with him when he joins us in hour number two. In the meantime, um, you know, it's been way too long. It, almost a week, pretty much, since there was an NFL story that made you go, come on, really? <laughs> <laughs> come on. Yeah, I, I, and, right? Wait, wait that sure. happened? Well, I, I, the, the, as you know, the, uh, the four words that summed up the entire month of March was tweeted out <laughs> by Stefan Diggs. Max. Just to set up the entire month of March, it just, it was encapsulized by the four words, the hell going on? <laughs> <laughs> by like, said by the way, dude. said on March. may it, it may be written on March twenty third, two thousand two. If there's a Mount Rushmore on Twitter, this has to be at eleven at, at eleven fifty one p uh, a m Eastern. And he put it, the
1: ellipses too on there. The hell going on? <laughs> oh,
0: this Gordon. was this was uh, sparked by Tyree Hill saying, "I want out," and he went to Miami. Yep. So uh, it's interesting that against Stephon Diggs is the one who said, "The hell going on?" Because it's his contract that caused. Debo Samuel to take to Twitter, and <laughs> after it was just three three words, <laughs> but uh, multiple letters in three of the words, uh, all caps, after Stephon Diggs got signed to his new deal in Buffalo or an extension, oh, okay then. Tweeted out Debo Samuel. I
1: think you're putting maybe the wrong inflection on. Uh,
0: yeah, that's not. How oh, I, that's not. not how I hear it. Yeah. What, what do you have? I say this all
2: the oh, time. Oh, okay then.
0: Okay then. Like I use this quite frequently. I went. I went the master's. I went the master's voice. Oh, okay then. Okay. Then. Okay then. Yeah. Either way you read it, yeah. you could. You could. You could just glean. <laughs> he's, he's. He's taking some keen interest. He's on his walk here. He was drafted in the second round which means the Niners don't have a fifth year of contractual control on uh, a gent who has come from the campus of South Carolina and has become an absolute beast at the position because the Niners realized he can not only beat you with his hands or his legs, he can beat you with his entire body. <laughs> and he could beat you up with his entire body. And he is one of those wide receivers that demands contact. He's looking to deliver it. So they made him part of the run game. And not just that. I mean, Mike McDaniel is now the HC of the Miami Dolphins, along with the rest of that staff, headed up by the mad scientist Kyle Shanahan. They decided to pitch him the football, even though he was just right behind the quarterback, just because they would give him an extra step on an angle that you normally don't see a wide receiver come at you and want to get out of the way of because he's Debo freaking Samuel. So what do you do? What do you do when you're trying to interpret the, oh, okay, then? Did I say that appropriately? That was or, a little bit better. Okay. I was like, oh. Oh. I'll get there. I'll get there. Oh, okay, then. All right. I see you. You do what you do now these days in uh, professional sports with these crazy kids. You look to the gram, (laughs) look to the gram, and you look to the Debo's gram, and you could say another four words, the hell going on, because his avatar is gone, used to be a 49er Photograph of him as a 49er there. And then you put in the old 49ers in the search for who he follows. No users found. Like nobody? And then but then, and you look at his photographs. as he, Because, you know, Kyler Murray just expunged his entire account of anything to do with the Cardinals. Yep. With the exception of, you know, two photographs. One is a Pro Bowl. And there's Debo IB I believe, his Pro Bowl jersey there, right? And another one was him... You know, uh, from college. No college photographs here. The only when you're there is one photograph there where he is uh, in a Niner uniform, but it's him being announced as a first-team All-Pro player. <laughs> so there's a message even in the photograph of him in the Niner uniform to just stick out for all you Graham sleuths to see. Yep. Oh yeah. And then once you see that, now you say, "Oh, no. okay then." <laughs> Did I say that right now? Did yes, I get it right? Yes, was I'm, I'm now in the neighborhood. <laughs> cruising, the spirit. You're cruising down the block. Yes. Here's the deal. He deserves all the cash. We know that. He's going to get paid, too. I believe what's at play here, and I think a lot of everyone else in the uh, NFL community sees it, too, and, and I, I imagine it's been explained to Debo Samuel. It's like, hey, Debo, there is a guy on the roster Who's making a ton of money that we do not plan to have on the roster at some point? His name is Jimmy Garoppolo, the guy who threw you uh, all those passes, mm-hmm. the guy who handed you on all those jet sweeps the football, the one who tossed you the football on all those unique running plays that we cooked up for you. At some point, he's going to be out. I know we're saying, hey, we can have him. But um, he's not gonna be here. Is that another Magic Johnson? Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna be here. I'm not gonna be here. And it's not gonna be here. And somebody, you know, and and there's uh, a Bosa on the team, kind of going, "Hello, a Bosa, uh, oh, okay. hello." But he's got a you know a fifth year of contractual control that the Niners have on him, and um, Niners every single time that one of these guys is getting paid, Devontae Adams getting paid, Tyreek Hill getting paid. And then Stephon Diggs getting paid. I'm sure John Lynch is somewhere going, really? (laughs) Really? Can can they just sign these guys, wait to sign these guys until after Garoppolo's gone and I've already signed my guy to a contract? Okay. Can we just hold off everybody? Like, who is next? Is A.J. Brown going to come next at some point? We know he's not getting traded. Because Mike Vrabel said as long as I'm the coach, he's not going to – He'll be here. So sort of the opposite of the Magic Johnson. I'll be here. He'll be here. So and Vrabel's not going anywhere. <laughs> no. So again, I know we're we're all looking to the Graham and going, oh, <laughs> I mean another guy was expunged from his team. That's
2: how the kids do it. You know, his basically. gram
0: His team from his Graham. I know. How, I know that's how the kids do it. But the way the situation is for the Niners now, roster and the roster composition. And the money that they have to spend and what they can spend, it's coming. And if this guy doesn't get paid, I mean, guess what? Well, it'll be franchise tag. And guess what? He's not going anywhere. And guess what? If he somehow does walk on the free agent market, hello, 31 other teams. We'll have him at hello. Hello. <laughs> pay that man his money because Five they words. will they will put all the cash <laughs> on the table Back. and and so that's the way that's all working out. I know we're all like, oh, Debo's the latest to do the the Graham thing, the expunging of the photographs yeah, thing on the fun.
1: Graham. <laughs> it's fun to pay attention to.
0: That, I know, so. I, I, and plus we missed it. Look, folks, uh, you can't blame us. I mean, it's been like a full week <laughs> since the NFL gave us a the hell going on moment. <laughs> We miss it. We have missed so much. I mean, we got it literally every five minutes in March. And now it's April, and it's like, oh, the Masters. We've got to take it down You know, here. it's just we're really taking it down a notch. Take it down here. We're taking it down a notch. Bubba, Opening day. Bubba Watson, now one under. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're, it's, we're, 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 we need to get with the cadence now of the sports world, and we're trying to punch it back up. So, Debo, I'm. I'm hoping you did what Murray did, which was archived your photos, <laughs> right? Not delete them. Or you could just hire Kyler Murray's oh. media guy, your social media guy to put your photographs back on. I mean, you?
1: I'm looking at Debo's page right now. He still has a, a full fleet of photos. Of what? They're just him
0: like in outfits.
1: Yeah, coming to work. Yeah, he still has 164 posts. Oh, yeah. So okay. Just
0: nothing with the, well, 40, I mean, with not the 49ers go, logo. He's not going to go <laughs> crazy when he looks as... as fresh and clean as he does.
1: I'm I mean, going to get the those photographs the, the man knows how to dress. He
0: does. Yeah, yeah. He, can bring, he can bring all sorts of uh, thunder on that front,
1: too. I mean, going back even further, there's some South Carolina photos okay, on great. here. I mean, it's great. Just no 49ers. And,
0: well, there is one. Again, the one to remind everybody that he's first-team All-Pro. Well <laughs> right. done. Exactly. Excellent. Well played, sir. Well played. Let's see when James Garoppolo goes, if they don't pay him then. <laughs> then we can talk. Then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. But for the moment... Thank you for the hell going on moment. That was great. I missed it. Feels awesome. Let's take a break. I cannot wait. One of my favorite guests on this program is back here in studio. One of my favorite shows on television is back on television in just a handful of days. Giancarlo Esposito when we come back right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time for JD Power 2023 award information. Visit jdpower.com/awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen show, we just saw a um, a trailer for the final season 6 and final season of Better Call Saul and the man who plays Gus Fring, John Esposito here in studio. That um I, I, the, the remarkable aspect about the the drama that's built up is, you know, we know, spoiler, it's not even a spoiler alert that this is a prequel. We know your character is going to survive, right? We know Jimmy McGill, a.k.a. Saul Goodman, is going to survive. We know Jonathan Banks, his character, is going to make it to to the next you know, day, Breaking Bad, but it's, I'm still on the edge of my seat. It's unbelievable. It's
3: truly amazing because you get a chance to see how these people make the decisions that got them to where you're gonna pick them up or where you already know they've, be, they've arrived. And uh, to do that dramatically, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould, who is the showrunner of this particular show, they are brilliant at creating that tension that allows you moment to moment, edge of your seat filmmaking. Uh every frame is is like a film. It's a visual story and they've mastered the visual story. Uh I'm so proud to be a part of this show in this new incarnation of Better Call Saul that is not a bookend. You know, many people think it'll be a bookend to what Breaking Bad was, and uh they will go hand in hand, but there will be space and time in between, uh which is quite wonderful. And this year, uh I've had a chance to also show myself in another uh, incarnation on this show, just dropping a little bomb, um, uh, and that's all I'll say. All right. Oh, come on now. <laughs> ah! What do you mean
0: another incarnation? I, I knew
3: you were going to ask that, Rich. That's about, these are my, it's my job my to good, my up My numbers are good, baby. My numbers are good. I mean, you know, it reminds me of the, the day I threw out the first pitch at Altoona, baby, <laughs> you know, and I was down in the basement, and that 90 feet is a long way. It's 90 feet. You're going to have to wait to really find out. Um, but I have been inspired by this show in not only as an actor, but
0: also in other ways. Hm. What do you think this could possibly mean? Chris? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're asking me. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because I'm, again, I'm, I'm trying oh, to man. determine what you're picking up. Because, um... If so, I'm putting it down correctly, okay. you will pick it up. But don't linger on it too long. Okay. Because if you pick it up. How about this? Have you played Gus Fring for the last time in your professional playing
3: club? Oh, that's another great question. Well, you know, I always feel like every time this ends, I have. But I always feel like I have more to give. And I'm an actor. So I want you, the audience to know everything about Gus Fring. But if you you're able to know less, there's more mystery. And so just when I think it's over, Vince Gilligan says, you never know. Boy, do I love that. Yeah, Gus prequel. Someone well, you here. know, I've always wanted, and I'll just say it, I've always felt in my mind there is room for the rise of Gus. This show's about Jimmy McGill. Yes. It's a reflection of who we are and what we do and what we become. How you become comfortable with that, justify it, and go, Jimmy has a line in, I think it's the fourth season, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm good at this. I can play this guy.
0: <laughs> and sooner or later you're going to see the whole picture, I believe. Who are you channeling when, you're, when you're, you're acting as Gus Fring? The evil side of me. My alter ego. Your own personal alter ego.
3: I think, you know, acting is a way of he- healing your personality. Mm-hmm. And I think when you drop into a character in such a way that I do for Breaking Bad and then recreating Gus Fring for Better Call Saul, I didn't want to do the same thing. This season for Gus, you're going to see a very different Gus than what you've seen before. Because of the pressure, we as human beings, when we're under pressure, we either melt, we acquiesce, or we stand up in some other way. But with that, you see new colors. And so you'll see some new colors from Gus in season six, a better call.
0: See, that's, and that's the beauty of this show. You know, if if you can just drill down as to why this show is successful and why Breaking Bad was successful, removing... The imagery from it and, and how you pointed out going from script to screen and how beautiful it looks and how remarkable it is and how well it is shot and how um, unique it looks on the screen. It's all about decision making and what you do in certain situations, whether it's pressure packed or it's all about decisions you make. And that's what breaking bad is literally meant, you know, about the character that Brian Cranston so expertly played and was decorated for is is this decision, you know, once he got his his diagnosis and what he did with it. I brought my two daughters to the premiere last night. I remember when they were 10, we'd go to a Greek diner. I'm the last
3: one to order. They say, Papa, how can you be such a great actor? You can't make up your mind on a menu. They say, (laughs) say the the menu in a Greek diner is the same in every diner you go across America. (laughs) And what do I want, what do I want, what do I want? I'm not like that when I'm working as an actor playing Gus Spring. I love what you said because I think uh, humility is involved. For Vince Gilligan, for Peter Gould, for all the writers in the writer's room and all the folks in the set, even though they have a template, to know the rhythm and know how they do it. I think they're t- still team players and they're humble and they're present. The thing I realize about being present is you never know what's going to happen. You know, but we It's hard to be present as an actor sometimes because you want to figure it out so you don't fumble the pill,
2: (laughs) you know, right? So you rehearse, you
3: rehearse, like me in the basement at Altoona throwing out the first pitch, right? The guy said it's 90 feet, they made me nervous, it's 90 feet, you better practice. I'm in my hotel room with a pillow against a chair throwing the ball. If you miss, oh my God, the guy, keep your job, keep your day job, right? Yes. But you have to let all that go when you hit the field. Same thing with acting, same thing with the writers. Be present in the moment. What's happening right now that makes this show, defines this show for what it is? It's each moment that you are present
0: that you allow something new to take place. And then some of these scenes, I will watch it back two, three times. Oh, my goodness. No, Because I, I, I want to make sure I'm picking up what is being said. Um, there's always Easter eggs. There's always an Easter egg on this program. But also, I just love the the acting. I love it when you're doing what you're doing, and you're playing uh, your character, and then there's another lead pipe wielding professional doing that in the scene, right? And um, do you like? Do you sometimes have to wind down after a scene, like say with Jonathan Banks or with anybody else on that? Jonathan, on that? I,
3: I love working with him. Yes, the answer is yes. Um, the answer is there's a lot going on in my mind when I play this character. Um, I love, firstly, I'll say what Bob Odenkirk does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he made me aware of something last night at the big premiere show. You know, we'll come on April 18th, of course. You'll yes. all see it. But he said, you know, I have a lot of words to depict and to say what I need to say as a character. You have very few. How do you do it? How do you allow the audience to know so much with so little to say? Yes. Uh, and for me, it's been an exercise as an actor uh, for my physicality, my body language, You're using your physicality, body language, eyebrows, eyes, emotions. But it's all about what you're thinking inside. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Um, Well, when I'm in a very difficult scene and a very difficult moment, I have moments with Tony Dalton, who is an amazing actor who plays Lalo Salamanca, this season where I'm just furious at his smarts and what he does. And I'm trying to figure out how to be ahead of him. So that's what I'm thinking. How do I get ahead of him? How do I How do I allow the audience to know? I don't believe what's taking place. I have questions. There's something else happening. And then direct them to do things to help me know in my heart what really is the truth. You dig? Yeah, so there's always a, some tape playing, but it's not just a random tape. It's a tape that is directly connected to the storyline of this show
0: and it's the thread comes from Breaking Bad. Giancarlo Esposito here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, um, twice now you've mentioned this first pitch. I need to hear more about this. What are you talking about, your first pitch? You threw a first pitch at a... Altoona
3: farm team a couple of years back. Okay, And my dear friend Joe Cosentino, who is um, gone on to, the, he used to play for the Red Sox. Okay. And we've got a big matchup coming this weekend with yes, the Yankees and the Red
0: Sox. Yes, you're right.
3: And uh, so I went down to the farm team to throw out the first pitch. and. I was very, very nervous, and I practiced in uh, the hotel room a few weeks before. He actually, Joe, my dear Big Bear friend, uh, he played for the Red Sox and then eventually went to the Yankees uh, And uh, for you a know, short year or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave me a bunch of balls and said, you better practice. It's, lo- it's a longer distance than you think. And I'm an athlete, and I was, I don't know if you know this, so I, you may know this, you, you know me a little bit. I've mm-hmm. been here a few times. Yes. I was uh, a catcher in Little League. And so that started my baseball fandom. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that my analogies come from sports in my working career because it just doesn't happen overnight. You practice. You feel it. You know, you you have to figure out. I I loved you earlier. Even today you said the guy's got soft hands. You know, how to to have a strong arm, (laughs) accurate arm, but have the right feel, touch. That's what I do in my work. So that... Throwing out that pitch made me real nervous. I practiced for a long time, and guess what? I threw a strike.
0: Attaboy. I threw a first pitch at Dodger Stadium, um, and I was so nervous. I actually went to a mound and practiced. I had to. Because as you know, if you screw it up, it's on YouTube forever. And um, so uh, I I uh, would have hit the right-handed hitter, but my lefty uh, left-handed hitter would have swung and missed at my junk. It would have gone right out of the zone. That's the way I'm looking at it. Love Look, it. Said, yeah, didn't bounce it. It wasn't embarrassing. Good. So he got through it. By the way, TJ Jefferson over your right shoulder. Altoona, have you ever been to that game? He's from Altoona. Yeah, it was, so. Oh, in Alto- oh, wow. I'm Are from, you? That's my hometown, yeah.
2: it. Wow, was an Altoona I love curve it. baseball. That's the the, the Pirates uh, affiliate there in Altoona. Oh, there you go. The now curve, it is, yeah. yeah. So I think this was 2014, around that time? No, he said was it was just a couple years ago. Oh, couple, he said.
3: Yeah. okay Yeah, it's a great stadium. And what I refer to in the basement is they have a pitcher's mound in the basement at that stadium. Uh, that is uh, obviously the, the stats are exactly right. right. Uh, but it's, I was shocked. It's a bunker in the basement, right. and there's a mound, and you're not 90 feet, and there's the plate and the whole deal. But it still didn't tell the story of getting out there, people screaming, oh, yeah. out in the open air, and being on that mound. I just do what I do for Gus Frank deep breaths, calm down, <laughs> focus. And uh, get it across the plate, baby. I love it. But I only had to do it one time, Rich. That's it. You That's know? all it is.
0: <laughs> These other guys got to do it over and over and over again. And then when you were a catcher for Little League in the Bronx, were you, was it uh, Danny Almonte on the mound? Was it that? that, that, <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, right. The... the uh... <laughs> Well, I mean, he's the—you're the same age, right? <laughs> too soon. Is it too still too, too soon? Too soon. Too soon. Oh, how old was he instead of being thirteen? Twenty-three. He, I think. Well, yeah, he was supposed to be twelve, but he was fourteen. Oh, oh is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's not that. Well, bad. he was throwing like ninety-five or something like mowing that. Mowing everybody. Down. Oh my god. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, did you have any pop in your bat as a catcher? Is league at all? Yeah, I was a very—I uh, was a very good batter. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. You
3: know, all I right. was—I was a strong kid. You know, I was hefty, and. Uh, I, you know, I think my, I think my mother, she came to one game, two games here or there. And, uh, you know, I, I got a throw down from the third baseline to home plate. Yes. I got it. I caught a, a runner in between and, uh, you know, one throw back and forth. And I was a very good runner and I just put the ball in my hand and I just ran at him. I, I knew I was going to get to him before he got back to third. Yeah. And, uh, but he turned and he tried to slip me and I just put the ball, ball right in his gut. My mother was like, "Did you just punch him in the stomach?" I said, "No, the ball did." It wasn't me. It's not you. It was the, the ball. ball. Come on, mom.
0: So, who was your guy growing up? Was it um, Thurman Munson? Thurman Munson. I was literally going to say those. I knew you that were. name. Thurman <laughs> Munson, being a catcher in little league, and your and in he the was Bronx. from Ohio.
3: My mother was from Cleveland. I grew up for a part time in Cleveland. It was all connected in some way. You know, um, baseball to me is just uh, a champions game. It really is. And you have to have patience, and it moves a little faster than golf. I heard you talk about Tiger. We love them. The Masters.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I'm picking, up, I'm picking up on what you laid down <laughs> right, <baby>. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But Thurman was your guy, huh? He was my guy. Me, too. Yes, indeed. And I remember I was in summer camp when I heard the awful news about yes. him. Yes, indeed. It's like one of those moments, flashbulb memory for me, where I you just was go, in yeah, I think it's the first
3: time I realized that you die. <laughs> you know? Yes,
0: yeah, 1979.
3: 79, you know, it, there, is, uh, mm. there is some limit on our timing, we, and some of us don't know when. And uh, that's okay. Give us a lot of joy, as um, we all want to bring joy to our world in, in certain ways. And little things make you happy. And for me, it's the little things in life that really allow me to, to realize how much we affect each other, mm-hmm. like that plaque on your
0: desk. Yeah, best dad ever. I know we we're we're, we're 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 we'll do battle on that front. Um, Giancarlo Esposito here on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, so let's c- combine two of your loves and passions: baseball and acting. Why not? Okay, uh, to your right, sir, underneath your hat is a Rich Eisen show card. We have written down on it three sentences that are a promo, like a, a baseball broadcast promo, promoting the upcoming game between the Yankees and the Red Sox on opening day, I'd like you to read these uh, words and three different characters that you've played, okay? Uh, first one, I'd like you to read these words as a community-friendly Gus Fring, the Gus Fring that is out there in the world. Nobody knows who you <laughs> are. You're, you're a Los Poyos Hermanos. You're the guy who's, you know, selling them chicken, okay? Love it. And also giving <laughs> out checks to community... You know uh, groups things like that the fun run the fixes here we go uh so go for it to uh, john esposito it's opening day and it's a battle
3: of good versus evil the lightest chapter of the long-standing rivalry between the boston red sox and the new york yankees from yankee stadium in the
0: bronx the sun is out and it is a great day for baseball <laughs> Now that we have that, I'd like you to read it as drug warlord Gus Fring. If you can channel that right now and read the same lines. It's opening day,
3: and it's a battle of good versus evil. The latest chapter of the long-standing rivalry between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. From Yankee Stadium in the Bronx... The sun is out, and it is a great day for baseball. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) my gosh, Rich, you're just like, you're fun. I love being put on the
0: spot by you. I'm I'm scared right now. And here's the last one, then. Here's one, one, one more. All right. One more. I'd like you to read this as Moff Gideon, the evil Moff Gideon, who you play so expertly in The Mandalorian, if you don't mind. You have something I want.
3: <laughs> it's opening day, and it's a battle of good versus evil. The latest chapter of the long-standing rivalry between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. From Yankees Stadium in the Bronx, the sun is out, and it is a great day for baseball. <laughs>
2: masterclass what fun Dang. you are Dang. now how would uh, big brother almighty, big brother almighty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go baby <laughs> oh when
0: uh, do i when do when do uh, i and uh, my children the uh, whole family get more mandalorian when you'll get I? it soon uh you'll get it soon
3: uh, I've got a little few things to do in regard to that to put some finishing touches on okay. what I do. Okay. Uh, but I believe it'll be sometime this summer. No date set yet, but coming soon. Okay.
0: How, again, uh, I'm, I'm just assuming, but when the Star Wars folks, whoever that might be, or Disney folks reach out to you and say, would you like to be the evil character in The Mandalorian in the Star Wars over the first television show based on it. How quickly do you say yes to that?
3: Oh my goodness. John Favreau called me, said, I have good news and bad news. I said, What's the good news? He said, I wrote a role for you in uh, Mandalorian, specifically for you. And I said, Wow, fantastic. What's the bad news? The bad news is all the money's going on the screen. Uh, And I said, is there more good
2: news?
3: (laughs) (laughs) How about back end, baby? Uh, And and he said to me, Disney's doing it. Wow. I have nothing but great things to say about this studio, about this franchise, uh, in regard to how they have enlightened our children to mythology and to what's right and how to go about doing what's right, how to be in service, the Mandalorian is service, and Thankfully, they, I've been on another job in New York, and pandemic hit, things have gotten backed up, and they have waited for me with such wonderful love and respect for me to come back and, and do what I do um, and love to do. So uh, this is a great show. You say yes, and then you say, I've got one caveat, John. He's like, oh, what's that? I said, I must have a cape.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn straight. Yeah, baby. <laughs> damn straight, you've got to have a cape. have got to have a cape, baby. <laughs> you, of course you do. i, I got to tell you, I had no idea you were in it. I had no idea. And we're watching it, my wife Susie and, and I, who are huge fans of yours and everything else that you've done. And my kids, as you might imagine, they have, they're 13, 11, and 8, so subtract a year and a half or whenever the first season of Mandalorian we were watching it is. They have yet to see you know, do the right thing and better call Saul. And, and you know, they've got to see a lot. They haven't seen the usual suspects yet. And so you pop up as Moff Gideon. And it dawns on me that you are now the evil character, the Vader of this equation. That's right. Okay. And I pause it. And my wife and I explain to them how lucky they are that you are playing wow. this character. I swear to you, we did this. It's just like, hey, you know, his name is Giancarlo Esposito. You, this is this is amazing. Like you are in, you're in, you're in good shape here. Thank you so much. You're Rich. welcome. You know, it's, it's, it's true,
3: a meaningful thing for young people to understand that the the deep link between uh, good and evil and stories of service like Mandalorian that excite them hmm. uh, is a deep mythology of historical relevance. And for me to be involved in this show extends. Um, the kind of
0: spiritual elements that I believe in, but the human elements that we need in our world right now. I'm with you. Uh, I'm I'm with you. Okay. Um, I gotta just return to this. So, Chris, he took off his hat when he said that I there's know, gonna be. I, I a noticed new... that too. Okay, you, had your, too. you uh, had your hat. You had your hat on. Let it go. Yeah, okay. No, bad. I'm not. I can't. <laughs> Literally, my mind's been churning throughout the rest of this interview, <laughs> Giancarlo. Okay, so. What, what, what do we got here? I don't
1: know. I, I was thinking it was just Did something go, not even on screen that maybe he's directing a few episodes. Like, I'm not sure. No,
0: I, I mean, that could, by the way, I'm all in on that. If changing hats, like the figurative thing, like changing hats. That's kind of
1: what, what that was my
0: okay. first reaction to that. Okay. I
3: love that. You guys are onto something. I'll just, you know, I look, hey. You guys got to figure it out. I can't give you too many cues. <laughs> no, but I know that. you know that. what? Chris is a smart guy. TJ behind me, he's on it, except he learned today how to say, Big Brother Almighty. <laughs> and, uh, and I said to you, don't think too hard. So, Chrissy baby, there you go.
1: On it.
0: Okay.
3: On it. All right. You know, we learn from doing. and
0: uh,
3: <laughs> We learn from our experience. By the way. And I'm grateful for the experience to be able to do a bunch of different things this season. All right. Um, better call stall.
0: April 18th. April 18th. Can't wait. Um, and the premiere was last night, right? It was.
3: Fantastic night. American Legion Hall. Uh, never been there before. A great setting. Uh, all the folks came out. You know, the gauntlet is being passed on AMC. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so happy to be with them as a new home for my new show. Okay. Called The Driver. Um, we begin production in May. Our production office opens. We start shooting in July. And uh, they're banking on me for a new show for them. It's completely different than anything you've seen before.
0: Okay. Is that anything else you want to, you can tell us about it? Or You know,
3: you know? it's a, an unlikely um, story about a driver who's down on his luck, can't support his family, having trouble getting his kid through college. Okay. And uh, he gets involved with a nefarious um, African, I would say human trafficker okay. of note who has some political relevance in New Orleans, and he has no idea what he's getting into, and he's over his head very quickly and has to get out.
0: So, and you play the I play uh, Vince Bourgeois, the
3: driver. The driver. Yes, the the, the shows through his eyes, and I wanted to do this for the people of America because I started to think about what my life is like, where I've been, where I've come from, Mm -hmm. and about how people struggle to make ends meet. And I wanted to do a story about an everyman. An everyman, good, good person, can't make it happen, and he has to turn to some a very shady means to try to make it happen. When he realizes he's in too deep, he realizes it doesn't, it's not equivalent with his moral code and he's got to get out. So there are people across America trying to make it and I wanted to represent that every man, every woman who's trying so
0: hard, but it's not happening. Well, you have me in anything you do. You know that. So, Thank you, sir. I, and I hope uh, the rest of my audience feels the same way. I, I know they do. Um, the sixth and final season, The Better Call Saul premieres on Monday, April 18th with back-to-back episodes. Yeah, Come maybe. on, let's go. Let's go. And then uh, the final portion of the 13-episode final season hits on July 11th. Okay. Thank you. Anytime here. Yeah, I, I, I'm truly appreciative of you stopping by here.
3: Always have fun here.
0: Thank you. I truly. Do. Right back at you. John you. Carlo Esposito here on the Rich Eisen Show. John Harbaugh of the Ravens' top of hour number two. Don't go anywhere back with more on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen show. How about Giancarlo Esposito? I mean, come
1: my on. mom texted Amazing. me after and was just like, "What a cool guy!" Right, <laughs> yeah.
0: right. Absolutely the coolest. So smooth. What a career too. I mean, you're making do the right thing references, and um, and rightfully so. We didn't well,
1: even talk about trading places this time.
0: Oh, uh, we didn't do that either. We've we? been on it
1: before, but you know, no one. Well, I mean, it's just
0: up. well, you know what? I mean. I, I I went in the direction of Better Call Saul because that's yeah, not that's only what good. he's here to promote, but it is truly one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And I understand mm-hmm. that that might be niche to some people out there, but yeah. um, the I, Show. I, I, I get it. And, <laughs> you know, I also just wanted to hear his just I just love hearing him talk about acting and the um, the endeavor of it. The the actual method true of, student of the game right there. That's yeah. true. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, twice he talked about his first pitch thrown out. And I'm like, okay, i got to ask him about this now. (laughs) Certainly it's from
2: Altoona. Yeah. And that was school. I mean, we talked uh, to the right thing, but uh, Dean Big Brother Almighty, as he said, that's actually school days. It's a... Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, movie. my bad. Yeah, I had no, I had no idea about him throwing the first pitch out at an Altoona Curve game. Normally, when things go on in Altoona, I hear about them, so I'm, I'm a little bit like,
0: that's unbelievable. How'd that get past you? Yeah, was uh, it was out of the pain. It was it it, below or? the fold. It was below the fold. And, <laughs> well, that's where I live. <laughs> and it's where you live. Below the fold. Uh, next time, we'll get above the. Hey, if we win the Emmy uh, for best studio show daily. Maybe you'll be above the fold when hey, they write about it in the Altoona newspaper. Neil no
2: Rudell will have to put me above the fold. For Plus,
0: that. I also wanted to talk with him about it, um, first pitch, because we share throwing out yeah. ceremonial first pitches. Mine's on the uh, West Coast; his was in the Eastern Time Zone. So,
2: no, it was it was the East Coast pitch for sure. <laughs> just can't resist. Can't he can't resist. can't help yourself. You know why they call them haters, Chris? Because that's what they do. Why? <laughs> well, hey, I, I appreciate a good hate every now and then. <laughs> good point. Good
0: point. And plus, I, I, I'm appreciative of um, of living in the moment, okay? And that's what we always try to do here For on the sure. program. And uh, I just know that my time of having Chris Brockman's attention on live television and radio <laughs> is quickly got waning. We got
1: about 40 minutes left. When Tiger Woods tees
0: off. <laughs> In the second round, <laughs> Right? right?
3: We we'll be right 40, in the middle of. I'll be in the middle of. Some,
0: I'm, I'm in the. Honestly, yesterday I'm interviewing people, and all of a sudden I see off to my left. I'm like, oh. <laughs>
1: "Well, that was when he whipped out on five oh! I mean, I feel like that was a worthy It'll reaction. Be for,
2: you'll be ready for Brockman to do the news, and they'll be like, hey, "Wait, what?" You know what
1: I mean? It's a worthy reaction. You I know mean, I love what's more likely is coming up later. I, it's, it's all good.
2: Is uh, Pete Alonso okay? Took one off of
0: uh, his, his headgear last yeah, night. Yeah, I mean you best. know,
2: I mean he's the polar bear, so he hopped up right away and he thought he was going to head to first base, and Buck's shoulder was like, no, no. was like, no, 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 no.
0: Yeah, there's 161 yeah, other yeah, of yeah, these, yeah. man. But
2: yeah, he took a pitch off the shoulder, and uh, I think it's called the C cup of the of the, your batting helmet. It's like a little addition. Yeah, everyone's
1: been wearing those extensions.
2: Yeah, now. and it yeah. caught. Luckily, if he didn't have that, he would really have took it right in the jaw. Rich, it was, did he get that from Goop too? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't
2: think Gwyneth sells those. Um,
0: Stop. <laughs> Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, with his. Yeah, uh, talk about how about day two day, ro- right? two rookies, one in. Yesterday, with some game-winning hits, his was like a, an eighth inning go-ahead hit, and the the Royals won. His, first, his, ma- his first first major league hit, a yeah. so game-winning hit. Bobby Witt, how about that? Bobby Witt's kid, amazing, right?
1: He's one of the top prospects. And the then on National baseball, Beer yeah. Day,
0: beer a rookie named know- Seth Beer.
1: I didn't know that it was Beer Day. I was watching that game because I have you Darvish
0: in fantasy. Mm, and- it's just like, but it, it's like Mother's Day. Every day's Beer Day for people. Yeah, you know? especially
2: this weekend. <laughs> Huh? Especially this weekend. This weekend, yeah. Masters. Last weekend, too.
1: It was hot. Was it hot where you were at yesterday? Uh, Yes. It was high 90s at my house. It
0: was like living in an oven, man. Yeah. Took, uh, took Coop to uh, his little league Oh, yeah, league how practice. was that?
1: Oh, well, he went to the Kings game, too. Right? Oh, then went oh, to the yeah. Kings game. Yeah, so yeah,
0: yep, yep, yep. I so. turned the AC on yesterday for a little bit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's one of those bit. days where it's less than 82 degrees. That's for damn sure <laughs> on your thermostat. Yeah. What the hell's the matter with those people? <laughs> no, no, so I... John Harbaugh's coming up at the top of the next hour of the Baltimore Ravens. front uh, is the top of the flow chart on the coaching staff. One of my favorite people, John Harbaugh. Who's got it better than us? Yes, sir. He's joining us. And we'll talk Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about the Ravens. We'll talk about the new overtime rules and more coming up next. Took Cooper to his first hockey game yesterday. Saw nice. that. What did he think? These um, games are awesome. They are. Well, again, he hasn't watched all that much hockey. But I'll hockey in honest.
1: person is just kind of a well, there's, new it, fun it, it's, it,
0: it, it's there. You could make the case that there is no better sport to see in person. Yeah. And you could make the case that no sport is served less by watching it on television than hockey. Right. You know, I, I remember. You know, the advent of high-definition televisions and 4K is huge for hockey because because television sets went from square to rectangle, and actually the ice fits much better on rectangle. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: easier to see the puck too. But yeah, and I'm just explain, explaining explaining yeah.
0: what offsides and icing and everything like that is. You know, it was like basic stuff, but he picked it up right away. And so the first goal he scored, he saw scored by the Kings to get the crowd going, was a shorthanded. Oh, how about oh. that? His first home goal, nice, was shorthanded. That's awesome. Um, he saw That's what's he- up. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Sorry, <laughs> they do Let's do them hockey, right? Do that you hockey. You should do that. Was,
1: should,
0: it, <laughs> was he surprised by how cold it was? <laughs> he was surprised by how cold it was. Yeah. Yeah. The hockey. I mean, it's freezing. Well, we, we got said a, in the
1: lower level. It's cold.
0: We got a hot chocolate. Yeah. A little hot chocolate. Just the two of you. He loved the Zamboni. He loved seeing the ice get scooped up during, you know, know, the ice crew coming out and scooping it up by uh, shovels. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, an ice crew is, uh, you know,
2: they're pretty nice to look at. Hockey's fun. Quite
0: attractive. You know, and and you could tell uh, uh, a kid of 11 who's never been at hockey before can just by eyesight see how talented Connor McDavid is. Yeah. Because it was against the Oilers. You could see how big he is, you could see how talented he is. How fast they see. move! Yes, man. indeed, uh, you could see all of that. fights in the stands. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, that's all he'll I talk know, about. <laughs> like maybe on the ice. <laughs> but I don't know. There is nothing like you know the usual stuff. The kids dig, which is seeing shirtless guys dancing on jumbotrons yeah. and things like that. <laughs> there was some serious stunting there, but nothing gets a kid going. And it's just uh, I, you know it's one of those things. You'll do anything for a kid. You'll do anything for your kid, right? So when they start throwing free T-shirts like, in the stands, like it. I would literally <laughs> cut somebody's throat to get that shirt. And it's just like, what, 12 bucks. It's it won't fit. doesn't it means, matter. It means more when you That's the only time he got up out of his seat. Yeah. Was, Was it just t- t- the two of you? T- he turns, yeah, he turns to me and yeah. goes, I, I, want, I, I, I want to get one of these T-shirts, Dad. And I'm like, how can I get one of Let's these? Let's go. I could get one for you, you know, outside at the stand. But, you know, that's the way it goes. That's the way
2: it goes.